If you cast your minds back to our very first episode of Host Stories, you may remember my story of the lockup and recording of a ghost with my friend Jack. Well, here he is tonight to talk more with me about what he remembers of that night, and you'll actually get to hear what we recorded that night too. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Jack. Hello, everyone. Quite some time ago um, that this happened. I, I was trying to remember an exact date and I, I, I can't. All I can remember, it must have been in like 2009 or 10, if I can remember. Definitely. Yeah, it was about that. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was damn cold. So yeah, I think it was sort of in the late, late autumn, winter time as well. And uh, yeah, it was one crazy night, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it it really was. Well, I didn't I didn't expect it. We we both didn't expect to uh, to what we captured that night. And I, I still now when I play it back, um, I get all goosebumps just thinking about it. But uh, yeah, so just for our uh, sort of listeners at home, do, would you? Uh, care to share your uh, your memories of uh, what you remember from that night yeah 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 i'd love to man um yeah so obviously me and you uh went down the pub for, for a pint or two the weekly catch up and i don't know why but we got i think we had one or two drinks and we got around to talking about the, the paranormal i think it stems from um i think we were talking about Maybe there was a, a new Exorcist film come out, and or, or something like that. Maybe one of the sinister ones, and uh, we were just chatting about that. And it was thought would be a good idea to uh, go ghost hunting. So, as, as you do, so I think that well, at the pub, it was just around the corner from um, the, the cemetery, the church area, and the lockups just to the side of it. So, I think we started off in the. Um, in the cemetery, if I remember right, sort of walking around, you know, just being stupid, you know, but like ghostbusters and things like that. Um, but yeah, I think from a, a young age, we've always shared paranormal interests, haven't we? Um, we've always sort of discussed it, even from school. So we thought, well, you know, we were pretty pros at this. So um, yeah, I think I think that from what I remember, we were going around there for, for a little while. Um, and we thought, yeah, a great idea. Uh, and it still is a great idea to to st- stick my phone through the uh, through the top bars of of the luck up. Um, I know in your previous episode that you uh, sort of explained what what the luck up is, but yeah, it's just to lock up drugs for the night. Um, you know, if you if you're waiting court, it's just a small little room. Um, so yeah, I hit record. Uh, <laughs> put my hand through the bars and uh, I think it was you saying, uh, you know, talk to me and knock once, knock twice. And, you know, we're having a laugh about it. I was thinking, well, oh, I hope, uh, I hope <laughs> no one sees us or anything like that. What are you doing? Calling the police that we're uh, vandalising a historic <laughs> building. So, 
Um, <laughs> after that, uh, you know, it was like, oh, it, this is dumb anyway. And uh, sort of played back the recording. And obviously, yeah, it was uh, chilling. Um, uh, and I think I ran. <laughs> I think I left you <laughs> in the dark. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was really scary. It was the um, pitch black at night, um, just running around. You know where, where we're from. It was uh, really, really scary, actually. Um, and for some reason, like uh, when we were walking home, I think we went back to your house. Um, just really like a debrief, I think. And uh, I kept thinking that my hand was really dirty because, like, the, maybe the ghost was in there, like touching it or something like that. And I was a little bit freaked out by that. I was thinking, oh, maybe my phone's haunted and things like that. So, um, yeah, that was yeah, it was a it was a crazy night. And I think that yeah, when we got back to yours, I think we were sort of in your uh, in your living room chatting about it and things like that. And we used to live about, what, about a minute from each other, a minute walk. And I think in the pitch black, I thought, well, pretty much I ran home in about eight seconds. I was so scared. Just <laughs> absolutely zoomed it through the, through the back. I was thinking, oh, God, it's following me, it's following me. So, yeah, it was a, it was a crazy one. Yeah. Glad, glad we've done it, though. <laughs> from what I remember that night, um, they used to have like the lamppost from what I remember. I think it was uh, back when they used to use like the orange, orange lamps. So like, and I, I think everything was sort of like a bit sort of uh, hazy anyway, but the, I think that just added to the whole sort of like spookiness of like the atmosphere. Like, you know, we was obviously uh, having a laugh and joking, but like as soon as we played, as soon as we played that back, it's like everything changed. It was just like, God, I I felt like, um, yeah, it's like they say you feel like the blood drained from your face. It, yeah, it was it was such a um, such an eerie sort of like um, feeling. And even now, if I if I ever like when I used to go to like the River Mill pub, which was um, you had to walk past, you had to walk down the road past the lockup to get to the River Mill, and I always used to walk on the opposite side of the road to it. I, at night this was I wouldn't like walking next to it you know because like holding it close yeah for for our listeners out there this um it's a little it's a really old uh little brick building and um there's only one entrance and it's never open to the public uh well maybe on like one day a year I think they might on like May Day they might open it but yeah it's it's not you can't get in there so um yeah that i think that just adds to the, the creepiness of it as well because i would actually like to go in there one day during daylight <laughs> just to actually see because i think there's two rooms in there but i would actually like to see what what was inside it but um yeah did you thinking back to that night when you had your hands sort of like through the bars do you remember did any do you feel anything like or did it just feel normal to you at the time no, it was completely normal. I didn't, I didn't feel anything, or, or to be honest, I didn't think anything was going to happen. Um, yeah. No, it was, you know, they say sort of the, the room goes cold. I mean, yeah. it was a cold night, but um, 
the room goes cold sort of when when there's an entity and things like that. But I don't I don't recall anything sort of extraordinary happen, happening um, or feeling or thinking anything. Um, yeah, sort of from, from that point on, I was like, it's real. I'm a, a completely, I'm a believer of of ghosts and spirits and things like that, you know. So, um, it, it, right, you know, Nigel, I don't know, my, my sort of outlook on it changed on a dime. Um, I was thinking, damn, that's um, because I couldn't think of anything um, like a reasonable explanation. Yeah. Um, that there, there was definitely no one in there, um, you know, maybe, maybe a rat or a mouse, but it doesn't definitely doesn't no, sound like I mean, that at all. So that um, that really sort of from from that night on really changed my outlook. I got yeah. sort of. Um... When I think back to it, I remember I got a feeling of like um, threat. Even now, when I when I listen back to the recording and I remember being there, um, I just get a feeling that it was like a it was a warning. I, I just yeah, it was a warning to to get away, to get away. <laughs> but um, sh- shall I uh, sh- shall I play this recording yeah. for um, for everyone to hear? Are you are you prepared to hear it again, Jack? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Oh, so I just pause it. Can you actually hear that, Jack? No, I can't hear it. No. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I think it would help if I uh, hang on. <laughs> Shared my screen. Can you can you see this? Yeah. Okay. Right. So yeah, I actually uh, so with this, I put it on. Um, so I managed to put this the track onto my iPod, and. Um, just forgot about it and for many for many years i had it just on my ipod and um that's how i got it again i had to i had to get some software to rip the mp3 from my ipod to put it back onto like to my mac so it took me like um quite a little while to sort of to find it um so here we go Did you manage to hear it? Yeah, dude, yeah. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, as I say, I had that uh, track on my iPod, one of the really old uh, ones where you could have like video on. I think it was one of the first ones where you could actually watch videos on. But I had this uh, on my iPod and I had it on shuffle. And I was driving on, I think I must have played a gig somewhere. And I was driving on my own on the way home in the pitch black country roads i had my ipod um in the aux cable on shuffle and you know i was sort of blasting out my music and all of a sudden that came on and i tell you it scared the living shit out of me when you when you can hear it uh <laughs> on like 30 all around you and you got like you know a little subwoofer in the back it absolutely got it, it proper it sent me straight back there and that's why i say it, it Every time I hear it, it feels like a it feels like a threat <laughs> of like don't mess with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, now you say like the, the threat element to it. I, I think you're right. Um, it does sound sort of threatening. 
um, as in, you know, get out of here. You know, who who the hell are you? Sort of sticking your hands through the bars, which kind of, yeah, it's kind of scary. Um, yeah, it was really, really peculiar, really scary. But yeah. And it was quite some time ago, but since we had that experience, have you ever experienced everything, anything strange or or anything you couldn't explain either before that happened or or since? Um, yeah, yeah, I can. Um, it was a uh, a few years. I think it was only probably about a year or two after um, the the incident happened at the lockup is we, as a family, mum, dad, and sister, we, um, my mum's boss um, owned a cottage in Scotland, and not not just sort of Scotland, across the border, but sort of up in the Highlands. And we drove up there um, one sort of during the summer holidays, and it was a really old cottage, uh, really nice, and thought it was great, you know, you're sort of in the middle of nowhere near the coast as well. Um, and it was actually belonged to her dad, um, who sort of passed years and years ago. And obviously it was capital, um, sort of equity role she had. Um, that was a really cool house. It was really old, you know, obviously there was clear, clearly a bit of um, DIY to do and a bit of renovation. But we had, we had a good time anyway. And I think it was on the first night, um, me and my sister sort of slept in the same room, um, two separate beds. And I do remember um, the presence of being watched. Um, so, you know, when you wake up uh, from slumber um, and there's no alarm bells, but my dad used to sort of do that when we were younger. So um, I was thinking, oh, it's dad, you know, no problems. Uh, so we'll go back to sleep. And I remember waking up um, sort of in the morning and Ruth, my sister, was already up. I said, um, why was that watching this? Anyway, you know, we're on holiday. Because um, my dad used to get up really early for uh, work in the morning. So he used to come in just to make sure we were okay, you know, five, six in the morning. Um, and, yeah, my sister was something like, uh, I don't know, I'm not too sure, it's weird. So we both went downstairs anyway. and. Um, my mum and dad were, were downstairs sort of pottering about, sort of still getting things unpacked and sorted. And um, I said to, to dad, oh, were you watching this last night? I said, no, I wasn't watching last night. So, uh, yeah, you definitely were. You know, we just sort of feel um, a presence. Um, and mum came in and sort of said, um, our children, um, apparently someone tucked dad's feet in because uh, they were hanging out on the bed last night. So we're like, oh my God, you know, that's, that's really weird. But it wasn't a scary um, feeling. It was more of like, quite comforting. Um, you know, still odd nonetheless, you know, and we, we weren't scared, but we were sort of very aware that, that this was sort of happening. And um, my dad was uh, like, uh, very, very sceptical about ghosts. So he's like, "Oh no, it didn't happen. You, you must have done it, Diane." Uh, so no, no, it wasn't me. You know, sort of. 
Um, and a few weeks later, so when, when we came back, um, mum told um, the owner of the house, her boss, about it. And those are the things her dad used to do to her. And where we slept was her room. Um, and he used to tuck people's feet at the end of the bed because obviously, like an odd bed, their feet used to stick at the end of the bed. So that was, um, yeah, that was really strange. Um, but I can't remember it now. Um, probably a lot of people, but when you you just feel that you're being watched, um, and it's, uh, it's a strange feeling. You know, it, it could go two ways. You're being watched, and you know, for, for bad intentions, you could be watched because someone's looked after you. So, yeah, that that was really weird. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a uh, quite quite strange. Yeah, yeah, I, I can imagine. I mean, if someone if someone tucked my feet in uh, in the bed and I was like semi conscious, I I think that like, and I looked up and there's no one there, I I would be pretty freaked out. I feel I, I I'd probably be laying there still going, I right, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely that that feeling. Um, it's actually. It's actually true. It's a psychological thing, and even when um, I, when the the police or FBI or whatever bureau are on a stakeout, they're actually trained that when they're uh, when they're watching their target, they're trained not to look directly at them for, uh, for too long, because it's it's almost like we have a a sixth sense that if someone's watching us, we can feel it because they that's exactly why they tell them not to stare directly at them because those people will suss them out and will be able to sort of like know that they're being watched so it that if you get a feeling that you're being watched you're more than likely are being watched i mean we've all had it like for instance when when you're sitting in the car and you, you pull up at traffic lights and there's a car next to you and you get that feeling that someone's looking at you and you look you look at them and they quickly look away and it's like i know you were looking at me yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um it's, it's definitely yeah i i definitely think if you feel like you're being watched then you most likely are are being watched um i used to get it at my um house i lived at previous to this um every now and again I'd be in the front room on my own and it would feel like someone on the in the kitchen because we had our stairs that went and our stairs went um from the kitchen so well, most places usually like the stairways in like the front room going upstairs but ours was from the kitchen and you'd be sitting on the sofa i'd be sitting on the sofa and i'll just like look over and i'd feel like that someone was in the kitchen on the stairs sort of like it felt like they was peeking peeking at me but i didn't see anything but i just felt it you know I, I had a really weird experience in that house where um i used to have um bad not bad dreams as such but i'd hear a door slam and um i'd, I'd sort of like be wide awake thinking that someone's broken in the house and i'd be like looking around the house um seeing if someone like why are these doors slamming but um, i don't know whether that was in my head or not and i remember once um my name was whispered in my ear so yeah and also knocking on my um i had a bedside cab a uh, little bedside table next to my bed and uh three knocks like bang 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 
I remember that and that was in the middle of the night and actually really sort of like really unnerved me because I was just like I definitely heard that definitely heard it but I can't see anything because it's pitch black and it's just it was a bit strange I, I didn't feel threatened it, it was just when something is unknown yeah, it's just uh, it's quite terrifying when you, when you can't explain something that's that's happened that you should be able to explain like you should if someone's knocking on your bedside cabinet you should either see something that's fallen on it or someone's standing there somewhere but yeah. that's just a really really weird really weird feeling but i suppose that sort of poses the question of if you hear if you heard that one right sort of three loud bangs on your bedside table would you rather see something or or not because they're both pretty bad it's, i suppose it's Depends how you feel and and what you're actually seeing, because I think it's really scary if you don't if you if you hear something and you look up and you can't see anything. So really, in essence, it could be it could be anything. That's it. You know, if I did see someone standing there, I would have had to have changed the bed covers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only because you beat them up so badly, they've got blood area everywhere. Right? <laughs> Yeah, that 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 exactly that is exactly it. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, uh, sometimes when I I live in a in a sort of a house that was built around 1900, so we got sort of really long narrow gardens, and they the gardens sort of go into a wooded area, and the kitchen is like a little extension on the back of it, and. Sort of like when I'm doing the washing up, pouring about in the kitchen, sort of when it's pitch black, you'll see the lights are on. I think anybody can be watching me right now, just sort of hiding in the woods and that, that sort of, yeah, scares the shit out of me a little bit. So I have to take a break from something. We don't have blinds in there either, so anyone could be looking. That, oh, yeah. That does sort of unnerve me a little bit. But that, that is, uh, yeah, it's a bit, that is a bit creepy. So, um, how big are the woods outside the back of your house? Is it quite quite a lot? Or is it just a... uh, probably 20, 20 yards? Then there's a drop, and then sort of a small stream. And on the other side of it, it sort of banks up to to the woods. So in, in total, it's, I'd say it's about 50, 50 foot, no, about fifty yards. Um, so uh, it actually got to the point where. I'm, I'm not really a logical person where someone would just install blinds and close them. I should build a fence across the uh, across it so um, no one can see. I've got a little door so you can want to sort of pop out there and do a bit of a yeah. foraging for mushrooms or whatever you want to do in the woods there. You can, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it should, I should just put some blinds up instead of putting a fence across. But yeah, it's a bit spooky sometimes. Yeah, there's a place in the UK. Have you heard of uh, Canuck Chase? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, Canuck Chase is um, just outside, just above, um, past Birmingham, above Wolverhampton, and it's a um, yes, a uh, Canuck Chase. It's a um, it's a forest, um, the county of uh, Staffordshire, England. Uh, but the thing about this. Um, this forest is it's um throughout time it, it's known to have a lot of um eerie things that, that happen there there's uh there's a there's the story of the black-eyed girl so there's yeah uh, so these 
she's been spotted uh, quite a few times by different people. And um, there was one couple, so they walk because there's some really nice uh, areas to walk around in the um, Canic Chase, like um, like nature trails. And um, a couple were were walking, and um, they spotted um, a little girl off in the distance, uh, just in a white dress. And at first, they were a bit concerned because they just see this little girl on their own. They didn't see any adults with her, so. A bit concerned, and as they got a little bit closer, they realised that her eyes were completely black, like no whites in her eyes, and she was uh, sort of smiling, smiling at them sinisterly. And then, um, yeah, then it freaked them out. And um, but there's also uh, stories of um, have you heard of what a woodwoe is? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. woodwoes. So woodwoes are like our equivalent of a. Bigfoot, but they're not. I don't think they're as big as like the Bigfoots that are a sight in America. Mm. But there's been many stories of um, these woodways that live in Canuck Chase Forest, and that they've been uh, spotted um, many times by uh, by people. There, I, there was one story where there were there were three people working in a part of the forest, and um, they had a works van, and it was getting towards the end of the day of their working shift. But only two people could fit in the, the van at the time. So there was two blokes and a woman. And um, two of them, the, the guy took the woman back first. And the other guy was just sitting around there waiting for him. And uh, he said, as he, as he was sitting there waiting, he didn't have anything, sort of like nothing to do, just sort of um, just sitting there on a, on a log. And he said, all of a sudden, he felt like that uh, he was being watched. And he said he, he looked up and he saw um, a face popping out the side of a tree, staring at him, and then quickly, quickly popped in. And at first he thought that, um, that someone was like mess, messing around, like there's someone hiding in, in the forest. And then he sees it again. And um, he's starting to feel unnerved because it doesn't look like um, a normal person. And then I think they moved to a different tree. And uh, when he saw the outline of it, it, it sort of like really freaked him out. And because uh, he was like near a dirt dirt, dirt track with a van and I was going to come and pick him up, he was just like cursing to himself, like, you know, wish this van would hurry up. And his, his mate eventually came back and uh, he got in the van and he just was uh, silent on the on the drive back. And the guy kept asking him what was wrong and he didn't want to say anything, but eventually told him and he said, oh, those are, he goes, oh, those are the woodwows. If you leave them alone, they'll leave you alone. But um, in a lot of churches around the UK, there's actually um, in the stonework of the really old churches, they've got depictions of what they call the woodway. And it looks, so it looks like a ape, ape man. Hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's, I, I really want to visit. I, I don't know why. I'm not going to see anything, but I really want to visit the Canuck Chase and just sort of see it for myself. There's a, it's, there's another story about um, this lady. I think it was in the late eighties or nineties, and um, so she's gone to Canuck Chase. Uh, she goes there on her walks um, quite regularly just to chill out, and she's there one day sitting by a tree. Uh, brilliant sunshine 
And she said this man emerged from the forest. And she said he looked um, really dirty. Like he looked like he's wearing animal skins. Um, and at first she thought it was a reenactment for something. And she thought, oh no, have I, am I in the way of, um, of, of their reenactment? But she couldn't see any like camera crews or anything like that. And she said this person was just like staring at her um, intently and like slowly making his way towards her. Um, she then, she then uh, noticed, I think it was like four or five other uh, men appear, um, all in the same sort of appearance of these like animal skins and spears and looked really unkempt. And she said they were talking in a language that she didn't really understand. Um, but they were making gestures for her to like back off, back off sort of thing. So she started uh, sort of backing off and she said they they started chanting. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, they started chanting. And then she gets to like tree line away from him and she says she sees what looks like a dragon in the sky this sounds absolutely crazy. I don't know if it's real, but it's one of the stories that uh, comes from Canic Chase, which said this dragon then emerged, emerged in the sky um, and it came down and landed. And she said that the, the, the five men who were chanting were then attacking it. They were fighting with it. And uh, she, she said she was absolutely petrified. So at this point, she, she was running away because she thought, well, you know, this thing's going to attack her. And, um, yeah, that, that, uh, I think she went back again at a later point, but of course there was, there was nothing there, but, um, just this really weird sort of things that go on in sort of like Canuck chase area. That's, and it's, yeah, um, yeah. I think there's a, a cemetery, there are quite a few cemeteries there as well, but, um, I'll, I'll have to look it up because i've uh, been meaning to do a deep dive in the research of that area but it just hasn't i haven't managed to do it yet but um yeah definitely i definitely want to visit it one day because it just looks you know absolutely beautiful but um yeah <laughs> i'll be constantly looking to see if any heads are poking out behind the tree like looking at me <laughs> what would you do if you saw that though would you go or would you delve deeper i don't know I know, I know exactly what I'd do. I'd, I'd probably freeze and wish I never saw it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that thing where you um, where you think you're braver than you actually are. I mean, I, I I think I'd like to see to see it, but at the same time, I think a primal fear would sort of like take over because, yeah, you know, you can't if you've never seen anything like that before, and then you know, face to face with something usually the first thing you get is is fear you know and it's like um if you, if you meet a new animal you've never like met before because you, you don't know what it is you don't know if it will eat you or attack you you just you just never sort of like know so i think it is like built into us to be sort of like yeah you know definitely to run <laughs> that kind of change sounds really cool though that's so really Yeah, I've been, I've been meaning to go there at some point. I've been to Canuck, but not to actual Canuck Chase. Oh, okay, yeah. Your ghost story.
it's been amazing to um to talk about it and sort of relive that experience of uh, what we both encountered that night because that, that's the thing we you know we both can back up each other's uh story because you know there's a witness yeah. and uh yeah. ma- many many times there's not there's usually uh, um neither one person has seen or heard something but when you have two people it's like you're confirming it with each other because like well, i definitely heard something to you like yes and then we've got the evidence of it so have you ever thought that people don't believe us or or things like that um, yes yeah i mean i've sh- i've showed people that recording before and they just go ha, you've made it up and nah, that's not real you found out you've made it up online or you found it online somewhere and it's like no it's this genuine like you yeah. know mm-hmm. you know i you know i put it on my uh on my laptop and um i, I shortened it and repeated it so you could hear it clearly because it was only a couple of seconds but you know it's definitely definitely there and i i wouldn't know how to create that yeah really yeah. thank you thank you for joining us tonight jack yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been yeah, it's been great to to chat about it. It's been, been really interesting. You're welcome. Take take care. Yeah, you too. Bye.